Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 18, Moksha Sannyasa Yoga, Yoga of Liberation through Renunciation. In previous chapters, we have learned about how to develop divine qualities and avoid devilish qualities, how to develop positive tendencies in our mind and avoid negative tendencies. Positive tendencies will liberate us. Negative tendencies will bind us. So in this chapter, now we're going to say, your goal is to achieve naiskarma siddhim, to achieve the state of actionlessness. There is lots of confusion in our mind, what is actionlessness? Therefore, we have gone through the whole chapter where Bhagavan started explaining how a person can become actionless. Once you do not have any desires, then there is no force to prompt you to act in this world for those desires. So therefore he says, Kamyanam karmanam nyasa hiti sannyasa. Sannyasa does not mean that you have to give up your sansar and go to Himalayas. But when you give up the desire prompted action, you know, selfish actions, you become a sannyasi. But you can never become a sannyasi unless you have practiced tyaga. What is tyaga? It's a karma phala tyaga. Continue acting in the field which you are working right now, just give up the anxiety for the fruits. So your beginning point is give up the anxieties for the fruits. That's your beginning point. And Bhagavan said when you achieve that, so you already prepared yourself with some positive tendencies, you have learned that no matter what I'm doing, I'm doing because of pressure of my vasanas. My vasanas create desires, desires create actions, Actions create reactions, reactions leave more impressions, it creates more vasanas, and it continues. But if I act without any expectations of the fruits and develop the positive tendencies, eventually that vasana pressure will be reduced. And therefore, Bhagavan says, Sahajam Karma Kavantiya. In the end, in summary, he says, very simple. You continue doing your work but do it in the field of your liking. Something that comes naturally to you. You only do things which are natural to you. Do not force yourself to do something which you think is better because other people are doing it. Sahajam karma kaunteya sadosham apinatyajat. Even it has faults. So if I want to become an artist, there is nothing wrong in becoming an artist. Artists are always appreciated. But there is a dosh in it. So most of them are starving artists. The starving part is a dosh. It's not that the art has anything wrong. The starving part is a dosh. Actually, lots of parents whose children are interested in architecture come to me and say, we just want your advice about architecture. And I say, it's a wonderful profession. I enjoyed all my life, and I'm encouraging everybody, except if you think your son is going or his daughter is going to make $100,000 when he comes out of college, you will be disappointed. 
is the lowest paid profession when you come out of the college. In the end, things get even out depending on your ability. But when you graduate and you compare what people make, and it's the lowest paid profession. That is the dosha. There's nothing wrong in being an architect. The dosha is you may not get paid as what you think is appropriate. Several of my staff members whose spouses are in IT, I tell them you never compare your salary with your spouse, otherwise you'll be in a lot of trouble. So even though it is a field of my liking, this comes naturally to me, but because I have seen that other people are doing better, and now I'm trying to do that job. I move from architecture to IT. And a lot of people have done that. Now, in the end, if your nature can accommodate it, you will be fine. Otherwise, you'll be a miserable person. So therefore, Bhagavan said, Sahajam karma kaunteya sadosamabhinateya. Don't give them up just because they have faults in them. Just keep doing things which come naturally to you. Because that is the only way you can exhaust your vasanas. And once you have the field to exhaust your vasanas, then only you can focus on your own self. So Bhagavan said, continue to do this, you will achieve naiskarma siddhyam. In no time, the actions will become without any effort. So when we are learning driving, obviously there are lots of efforts, very conscious about I actually complained to everybody who tried to teach me driving in the beginning. I said, the, the design of the car is faulty. The steering wheel should be right in the middle of the car, and not on one side or the other. Because I'm trying to drive straight, steering wheel is on one side. So architect in me is saying, there is something wrong in this design. It should be right in the middle. My cousin said, Neil, you just focus on learning, okay? Not on design of the car, otherwise you'll never learn. So... You put lots of efforts when you're so conscious about the work. But once you continue to work in that field, it will come naturally to Now you drive, you don't really consider that as very conscious action. You take your key, sit down in your car, and wherever you need to go, and it's not really have any efforts you need to put. That's why your mind goes away on lots of directions while you're driving, and then you're texting all kind of stuff and get into trouble, not because of driving other things which you are doing. Driving itself is actionless. Bhagavan said, if you act in the field of your liking and do all that come naturally to you, eventually all your actions become actionless. That's a naiskarmya siddhim. Once you achieve this naiskarmya siddhim, I'll tell you how you can become worthy of becoming one with the Brahman. That then you focus and consciously contemplate on yourself. Who is that which is enabling me to do this. Even I'm doing it effortlessly. Why that is happening? When I reach that state and contemplate on what is the source of my inspiration and energy, Bhagavan said, you will develop bhakti. You will develop devotion. You will start identifying with that self which is enabling you to do everything that you are doing. As we have discussed before, Bhakti is devotion, devotion is nothing but love for divine, love is nothing but identification. More I identify with that source which is enabling me to do what I'm doing, but once you will understand in essence who I am 
at the core of your being, the source, who I am and what I am, you will understand that. Having learned that, then you fix your mind onto me. Then everything you have done is is correct. All you have to do now is continue doing what you're doing, but fix your mind onto me. Then you will in no time identify with me. You will become one with me. So that's the journey. And then in the end say, but if you don't listen to this advice, then you will perish. In other words, your path of evolution will be disconnected. At that point, you will wander away from your path. You will not be achieving that goal which you are trying to achieve, which is to be fully liberated from limitations and become happy. Three verses are basically cautionary tale of what if you don't listen to this advice. Yat ahankaram asritra na yotsya iti manyase. And Bhagavan said, why you should listen to me? And he now addresses Arjuna directly. Because the whole Bhagavad Gita was about Arjuna, who did not want to fight, which is his true nature as a soldier. He was trained for it. He is considered the best among all. And now he says, I want to run away from this war. So therefore he says, yet ahankaram asritya, because of his self-importance. This war will be either won or lost because of me. I will be the killer of my cousins and my grandparents and my teachers. That I am the doer is driving his decision that I'm not doing it. Yet ahankaram yatsritya. Na yotsya iti manyase. Think that I will not fight. It's directly addressed to Arjuna here. If you think because of your self-importance that now I can run away and meditate and become pure-hearted and never kill anybody, no harm to it, then that is wrong. That decision of yours is futile because it will not bear any fruit. In other words, you will not be able to go and meditate. This will follow you. This whole thought about fighting this war will follow you. And therefore you say, Prakritihi tvam niyokshati. And your, your own nature will compel you to fight. And at that time you won't have this opportunity to fight this battle. You have already lost the field of your activity which is appropriate for you. This is the time you are given this opportunity. Somebody was drowning in a flood. And he said, God will save me, God will save me. So every time somebody comes to help him, he says, no, no, you don't help me, God will save me. Finally he drowned and went to God and said, but God, you never came to save me, I was always relying on you. He says, what do you think that boatman was? I came so many times, but you didn't accept it. So Bhagavan said that you are given this field of activity is actually a reward of your actions. All your life you prepared yourself to be the best archer in the world, the best general in the world, and fight this righteous battle. Here is a chance. Do it. You run away, your prakriti will compel you to fight, and you will fight wrong battles at that time. Because you don't have the opportunity there. So bhava jena kaunteya karmana. So now he explained how we are propelled by our own nature 
to act in this world. It's not that anybody is forcing us. It's not we are punished by God or anybody that we have to work hard for our living and do all this things which create sorrows and unhappiness. It is by your own nature. So, bhava jena kauntiya nibaddha svena karmana. You are bound by your own actions. And your actions were not something which came out of nowhere. That suddenly you acted in a... No, no, it is driven by your own nature. All my actions in my entire life are driven by my own nature. I like singing, I like... Whatever I like, eventually you only perform those actions. So Bhagavan said, Svabhava jena kavata nibaddha svena karmana You are bound by own actions born out of your own nature. Kartum na ichasi yat mohat by delusion, if you think, I'm not doing it. I have great desire to do something, but then everybody says, no, no, that's not the right thing to do, and therefore I'm going to run away, and I have to take a decision that this is not good for me. And here Arjuna is directly addressed that because of this delusion, if you decide that I'm not going to do it, karishya avaso api tat, even then you will end up doing this compelled by your own nature. So this decision of yours is not really productive. Right or wrong is a different story, but it's not productive. You will not be able to fulfill it. And therefore, the best thing for you is to do what is natural to you. And then this verse is really very unique and confusing in a lot of respect. But it really tells us how this world works. He says, Isvaraha Sarvabhutanam Rudeshe Arjuna Tishtadi. The Lord is seated in the heart of all. Now again, if you are very technical about Bhagavad Gita, you have learned before in Bhagavad Gita, several times Krishna said, they are in me, but I am not in them. And even they are not in me. So we have seen this paradoxical statement from Krishna previously. We came to the conclusion that Maybe it's the relationship, the way I look at it is different. But now he comes and said, Iswara Sarvabhuta Nam Hrudese Arjuna Tishtati Brahmayan Sarvabhutani All beings are driven, revolving in this world by Yantra Rudhani Mayaya as if they are mounted on a machine by the Maya. So this is the verse you can say, look, I have been telling you all my life that this is my destiny. Not that anything I am doing is of any value. Bhagavan has already decided, I am just driven like mounted on a machine. But Bhagavan says that I am seated in the heart of all beings. He is explaining in a very cryptic way how this world works. There is a question somebody asked, so when did the first misunderstanding occurred that I am not Brahman. When did my ignorance started that I am not the almighty all-pervading being and this limited being? And the answer is, I know when I learned English. I have a complete recollection of when my first lesson in English was because English is my second language. I I was in fifth grade. First book was Deepak Reader and teacher was Mr. Kulkarni. I still remember. But I do not know when my ignorance about Russian started. I do not know Russian. 
But when did that ignorance about Russian started? I do not know. Why? Because ignorance is beginningless. So Bhagavan said, this is because of my Maya. Sarvabhutani Brahmayan Yantra Rudani. Just as they are mounted on a machine, they are driven by this Maya, by the nature of this Prakriti, to act according to the overall Prakriti and their own individual Prakriti. But they are only doing so because of the Iswara, cosmic ego is Ishwara. At the individual level, I am identifying with my body, my mind, my intellect, I become individual. When the entire universe identified by an ego, it becomes Ishwara. Ishwara is the Maya Pati. He is in control of his Maya, but I am not in control of Maya, which is driving me to do things. The analogy we have used before is if you are at a magic show by David Copperfield, he is a Maya Pati. He knows how this illusion is created, and therefore he is not confused. He is also participating without illusion doesn't occur. Also, if there is no audience, there is no illusion to be performed. There is no illusion. But because the audience which is being fooled by this illusion that this is what is happening, which is not happening. Statue of Liberty is not getting removed from its place or stolen from its place. So he is in control of the illusion. He knows how this illusion is done and therefore he is very comfortable. We are enjoying this act of illusion. Even though we are totally confused, we are enjoying it. Because if we are not enjoying, we won't be watching that TV show. David Copper will not make millions of dollars which he made in his life. Bhagwan said, this world is like that. Ishwara is a Maya Pati. He is in control of the Maya. But I am in this sansar under the spell of Maya, but enjoying this Maya. And therefore, I am part of the Maya. We all want to live eternally person who may be really suffering to the last moment, he still wants to live. have a terminal disease and the life is a hell, he wants to live. The Bhagavan said, driven by this Maya, working in this world or living in this world as if we are mounted on a machine because we are propelled by the overall nature of this Prakriti. But he said, this is only possible because Iswara Sarvabhutanam Rudese Tishthati. But the self which is sitting in me makes me who I am and makes me act in this world. And therefore, Bhagavan said, you keep this in mind. As long as you identify with your limited self, you will be driven by this maya. But once you transcend this limited self and identify with that total self, you will be as clear as Ishwara himself. You will be in control of this Maya. Things will still happen exactly as it is, but you will not be bothered by it, and you will enjoy that. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 
शांति शांति हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ